Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Casual Planeswalkers podcast, the coolest casual Magic the Gathering podcast on the internet. This week, we have Josh, Nick, and Brad, as every week. That's right. And we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff. How are you guys doing today? I should just not say anything, and it's like, oh, I guess Nick isn't here. Oh, oops. Oh, yeah, well, Nick must have hung him. up the phone because we said we were starting. <laughs> no one we know does that sort of thing, do we? I blame my old computer. No, I actually hung up last week. Oh, that's Just right. to keep everybody up to speed. So yeah, this week's been pretty exciting for new cards. The next set, The Rise of the Eldrazi. We've gotten a lot more spoilers coming out and some really cool new mechanics. And the first one we really were excited about is... Well, it's going to change the way cards look. And it's called Leveled Up. You want to talk about that a little bit, Nick? Yeah, the level up mechanic seems to come from the a one card in specific, in particular, uh, the figure of destiny from um, Eventide, and that that I pretty heavily was, played yeah, card. Yeah, pretty heavily played card, kind of a staple in the format, and it had like the whole thing was just tons of wording, and but it was like pay something, it becomes bigger, pay something, it becomes bigger, pay something, it becomes bigger, and then I guess somebody in R and D must have really liked that concept and tried to push it for something that could be on a lot more cards. And I think they just so, noticed that everyone liked it, the card. So they were like, hey. Yeah. Remember how Figure of Destiny was really good? <laughs> well, you know what we should do? And what they did is made a whole bunch of other cards that did that. While they're not as chaotically powerful as Figure of Destiny got to be, um, they still have a lot of cool new things out here. Like one that I think is a little insane is Lighthouse Chronologist. Yeah. Yeah. Two mana, starts out as a 1-3, levels up for one blue. Once it's And then if you pay, you know, if not, it does, nothing happens for the first three levels, level 1, 2, 3. But once it hits level 4, it just becomes a vanilla 2-4. But after level 7, it becomes a 3-5 with the ability at the beginning of each end step. If it's not your turn, take an extra turn after this one. Basically saying to your opponent, I paid 9 blue mana, or 9 mana, and now I'm going to take two turns every turn. So you kill this turn, thing take, now. Kill this or you lose. And I think that's just lots of silliness. And with stuff like um like a seedborn muse or whatever, which I don't think they would allow to be in standard with this card. Imagine just every turn I'll, you know, level it up like three times. Oh crap. <laughs> yeah. That's disgusting. Lots of fun. No, and if you, you get multiple because level there, up is going to be a sorcery. Oh true. That'll be That'll be one of the nice things about the level up mechanic. One of those things I did not notice about that. That makes it quite a bit less powerful, but well, it makes it completely not completely broken. I mean, if we're going to have yeah. that many cards that are going to be doing level up, it, it, sorcery is almost necessary. I mean, figure of destiny was just disgusting, pesky to deal with. When it's like, all right, it's a one one. I'll deal yeah. some damage to it. All right, I'll make it a four four two two four mm-hmm. four. So you can't bump them up in response. There is one thing I noticed about this level up mechanic, though, that I know I hadn't said anything about before. But if you notice on the cards, anybody who can pull one up, the last level is always 7 plus, 3 plus, 4 plus. And and it hit me. I was, you know, it kind of confused me. I was like, well, why would you ever go above level 7? I wonder if they're going to do some sort of mechanic with the card levels now. I can see that happening. So that, you know, each creature you control or something like that. Yeah, level, level up each creature, or if you control three creatures over level five sort of thing. It just uh-huh. hit me. Uh, it, they all say plus on the last level. Mm. And I was thinking, well, why would you ever do that? And there's got to be a reason why they would let you do plus. Perhaps. That's a good uh, 
I thought, you know, there that's that could create, yeah, but I, yeah, that that would be silly. Why would they create, you know, over that? So yeah, because if you look at all the cards, they say, you know, plus. There doesn't really seem to be any other reason why you would do that. Give all cards, you know, with level seven plus, you know, plus zero plus four or something. Right. You know, if it's defender decks or something, because that seems moving into a different subject on that one, but. Oh, that's a good observation. That was just, I just noticed that while we were looking at it, and I kind of was like, huh. <laughs> so we'll see if there's anything, or if I'm just crazy, and they just thought they should put a plus on it, because they like plus signs. I think you, the so. intuition there is solid. There's good solid reasoning behind it, but, you know, we'll see what they do. So, what are your, well, okay, we talked about the Lighthouse Chronologist, but I'd say my favorite level up, other than that guy, is the Ghoul Draws Assassin. Yeah, that sounds like um, something he has, like. <laughs> yeah. He has a similar power level to the figure Destiny, sort of. He's a 1-1 one, one for 1, and his level up 2 to 3 is pay 1 black and tap it to give minus 2, minus 2 to a creature till end of turn. And then his level 4 plus is 1 black and tap it again to give a creature minus 4, minus 4. It just seems like a really cool addition to the vampire army and seems like a pretty like it's a rare so so the mana costs are down that makes it more reasonable a little more powerful right mm-hmm. and it's it gets beefier as it gets bigger too and it's not like it just stays a one one so yeah that's right it also becomes a pretty decent blocker or attacker or whatever you know gets rid of all their opponents and starts swinging for four yeah now just as you mentioned that i noticed another one we were looking at is the green one that that puts elephants into play yeah it's and so she's only. well i think it's the translated title would be some sort of leader of the elephants of Kazandu. Okay. Sorry. Kazandu Tusk Collar. Oh, Kazandu Tusk Collar? Yep. Hmm. Oh, nice. The version I'm but staring she, at is in French, so. Sorry. She actually stares at. Be. She stays at 1 1 mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Well, that's Makes a good her a lot more reason for that because she's awesome. But yeah, her ability, though, is. Yeah. From levels. Did you say her ability? No, oh, okay, sorry. not really. Well, I was just saying that her ability makes her awesome, though. The reason she stays at a 1-1 is from levels 2 to 5, she's tapped to put a 3-3 green elephant into play. And at level 6 and above, she's tapped to put two of them into play. I really wish they had something to do with monkeys instead. That'd be so much awesome. <laughs> <laughs> monkeys. 3-3 three, three monkeys. Make a deck, call it Barrel of Monkeys. And just, ah, ha, ha, ha. Uh, <laughs> it would be really be, big monkeys. I don't think they ever... It would be Intruder Alarm and that card. <laughs> Monkey cage. You uh, gotta have monkey cage. Monkey cage. Yeah. I, I had a friend who had a deck based on monkey cage. I don't remember what that card does. I was <laughs> trying to think. a creature comes into play, you sacrifice the monkey cage, and you put that many 3-3 monkeys into play or something like that, I think. Yeah. When a creature comes into play, sacrifice monkey cage and put into play a number of 2-2 green ape creature tokens equal to that creature's converted mana cost. 2-2. Yeah. Oh, what a rip. Ouch. But that's the thing. His deck was just a bunch of really expensive creatures. <laughs> what a so, strategy. <laughs> I know. Oh, but I think you play that had with Eldrazi. Like... <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. That'd be a lot of monkeys. You got Forget it. about Eldrazi's. We're just going to do monkeys. Yeah, we're just, just in here so you can take an extra turn and kill you with the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to kill you next turn with monkeys. You know, he's almost the most expensive creature in Magic. The um, Emrakel. yeah. Emrakel, is that? Oh, shh. I don't they know. don't know about him yet. Oh, oh, yes. whoops. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> speaking this. of that. Speaking of that, so the next uh, thing we're really excited about in Rise of the Eldrazi is naturally the Eldrazi. <laughs> uh, 
Either We've been day. talking about it for a couple of weeks, and we're really starting to get it, to get a good glimpse into what we're going to expect from the Eldrazi. I guess it's a tribe, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it yeah. Seems, it's, yeah, because there's a tribal, tribal sorcery. So. <laughs> <laughs> Several tribal sorceries. All right. Well, <laughs> Nick, I think you're chomping at the bit to let some of these out. So um, why don't you talk about some of the new Eldrazi cards that got re- revealed? Well, which one do we want to start with? I mean, come on. Uh, let's see. There's awesome, amazing, incredible, awesome, or <laughs> The one I pooped my pants when I saw. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, let's start with that. Let's start with okay, Emrakul. We'll call him that. The Aeon's Torn, and the first time I read it, I thought it said Thorn, so that was my bad. But yes, the Aeon's Torn. That sounds kind of um, good as the Aeon's Thorn. Actually. Okay, let's just start with his power and toughness. How about <laughs> yeah. that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the biggest creature in Magic. Fifteen, uh, fifteen. Oh creature. my! Yeah, that's pretty huge. And what does he cost? Fifteen mana. Colorless, any colored <laughs> mana for a fifteen fifteen. Oh. Could it get any better, you say? Well, of course. Uh, it is a legendary creature, Eldrazi, like the other that we uh, spoiled, uh, was it last week? Yeah, which of In these addition abilities? to its huge cost and huge power <laughs> and toughness, it cannot be countered. When you cast Emrakul, take an extra turn after this one. So you oh, what? time warp in addition to getting a fifteen fifteen. So he essentially has haste. Now that'd be enough uh, if that was it. I think that uh, would be enough, but it's not okay. Important. Hold on, just just pause. It says when you cast him, yeah. not when you play him. Yeah, That's not when he comes different... into play. When you cast him, yeah. Uh, so when you play him from hard. your hand, so it kind of keeps it from being like sneak attacked into play and cheating it. It's that sort of thing. Like, but it also, no, oh, yeah, <laughs> can't be countered. I forgot the first part. So, <laughs> Never mind. Fifteen, you're good to go. Yeah. And with the uh, okay. Eye of Ugin, that's only 13 that you have to come up with, really. So, And with all the other spells that we're going to get into, it could yes, be infinitely exactly. less. But right. to continue, that's not even it, though. Nick, go ahead. Take the as floor. A good form of evasion, known as flying. Wow. Oh, and, and you thought, oh, well, no big deal. It's colorless. I'll just, I'll just remove it with some sort of spell. <laughs> uh, it does have protection from colored spells. So no colored <laughs> spell is going to be able to target this. One quick side note here. That's only from the spell. The spell only exists as a spell while it's being cast. So anything that's like an instant or sorcery is not going to be able to hit it. An enchantment's not going to be able to, like, enchant creature, or, or an aura, as they're called now, won't be able to target it. But things that have comes into play abilities, like Oblivion Ring, that will still hit it. Okay. Because although it's a colored spell as it's being cast, once it's in play, it's a permanent, no longer nice. a spell. So it can be O-ringed. Our good old friend O-ring will still stay around and get rid of that. Guy. Oh, I think people are going to be running, you know, 19 O-rings in their decks. <laughs> All right, and in addition to those, we these other uh, Eldrazi creatures have had Annihilator. Emrakul has Annihilator of six, so it is a 15-15, and it has the uh, standard for all the other legendary cre- yeah. Eldrazi. Is that when it's put into a graveyard from anywhere, shuffle it into his shuffles his graveyard into their library. So if for some reason you manage to get rid of him, he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also to keep people from being like, all right, Entomb, Exhum. Oh, okay, yeah. Those people, yeah, those people that like to play decks like that. <laughs> um, we don't know any of those. Yeah, none of those. All right, so 15 mana, 15, 15. Flying, can't be countered. When you cast it, take an extra turn. Protection from colored spells, Annihilator 6. Really, really ridiculous card, if you ask me. I think they were just like, hey, how many abilities can we throw onto this one creature? (laughs) (laughs) 
And tell us tell us how we're going to first see Emrakle, Nick. Well, Emrakle, as long as you're fortunate enough to make it to a pre-release, will be the pre-release card. 17th uh-huh. of April, 2010. So you get a shiny one just for showing up. That sounds pretty delicious to me. You're really going to need to have some cards dedicated to pulling him out. I mean, to be honest. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I mean, maybe in a competitive deck, but I mean, casually, if oh. you have like any sort of mana ramp, that guy can come out pretty quick. You'd be surprised. Well, I mean, you're going to need... That's what I'm saying. Elder Dragon Highlander, some... that's something. That's oh, crap. Oh, no. They're no, going to no. destroy gonna... that format. I hope they ban every one of these guys because... <laughs> I hope they are all banned instantly. <laughs> They're going to the hand them out to everybody and say, you cannot them. Um, So that guy is pretty intense and crazy. We have a whole slew of, well, we have one more legendary, but a whole more slew of more Eldrazi cards. Um, do you guys want to move on? or you want to Reminds what hits the Ulamog. Ulamog, the last uh, Eldrazi creature, which I was a little, just, just to say, is a little, just a smidgen disappointed with him based on the, like, three other creatures that had his <laughs> <He> only... <laughs> pawn of Ulamog. You know, there's a bunch of other cards that, like, had Ulamog in his name. Like, I think two other Eldrazi, like, uh, uncommon creatures it's like ulamog's like destroyer and a face and then he's like i'm the smallest eldrazi yeah because <laughs> he weighs in at only a 10 10 yeah um, which is less than both ulamog and uh what was the other one kozilek yes kozilek so yeah. he's the he's you know uh, the little brother or whatever but he has a cool couple cool abilities he's an 11 cost 10 10 so he's the only one that actually costs more than his power and uh when you cast him you get to destroy target permanent. So he's a built-in Vindicate. That's cool. He has Annihilator of four, and he's indestructible. You know, kicking the pants as well. Yeah. Good luck getting I, rid of him. You know, the thing, it, it, when he gets out, he's going to be annoying. He's not going to yeah. be, I, I don't know. I mean, Emrakul's basically indestructible, too. Yeah. I mean, he's, it's the same. They're like, here, look, let's say it with different words. And you know what's sad <laughs> is that um, Path to Exile is going to be rotating this October, so Ulamog's going to be a lot more bothersome by not being able to get RFG'd for a Swords to Plowshares cost. Wow. Yeah. So well, I'm they just might kind throw of something fearing in. standard coming up. It's just gonna I still think they're going to put in some better way to get rid of I these guys. I think there's going to be some decent removal in this set. I, I just, I really do. I would there has to so. be. There has really we haven't seen it yet, this though. This set comes out and there's none, and Josh just you weeps know, tears of blood. I'm just going to cry myself <laughs> to sleep every night. Someone's gonna Magic is out. over. Oh. over. <laughs> he just played it to 15-15. I didn't know what to do. There's therapy sessions for people who are recovering <laughs> from getting hit with these creatures. Yeah. Hey, you know what? No, it's interesting. I'm going to back back it up a little bit and talk about our good friend Monkey Cage again. <laughs> <laughs> I was just noticing that it says, when a creature enters the battlefield, not under your control. Yeah. So somebody plays Emrakul, and suddenly you've got fifteen two-two <laughs> green ape creature tokens into play. So well, in, everybody, start running in Legacy. Cage. It's time for Monkey Cage to make a return. <laughs> We're going to All run right. a Monkey Cage campaign: the return of Monkey Cage. Right, Monkey Josh, Cage you seem too, pretty. The of Monkey Cage. <laughs> like Josh ramp. seemed pretty intrigued by by the next card. Why don't you do a little intro for that? Ah, oh, the Skittering Invasion. Yeah, that would be the one. That would okay. be it. Um, well, the cool thing, this is a... They're kind of pulling up the tribal sorceries with this one. 
It's seven cost, which is kind of expensive, but it's put five zero one colorless Eldrazi spawn creature tokens onto the battlefield. They have sacrificed this creature, add one to your mana pool. It's disgusting because it, it's going to mean... Well, first of all, with seven mana, you can play Ulamog next turn, as long as they don't die. Assuming mm-hmm. you have access to seven, you can easily play Ulamog. Mm-hmm. And depending on what you've got, if you have... Nick, what's the card that we were pairing with? Uh, I have Ugin. I have Ugin. You can play Emrakul. Uh, yeah. You can just, you know... it. If you need them for blocking, you can just, you know, zero one. But I would say that the idea behind them, they are an, a tribal sorcery, Eldrazi, right. is to be pumping out one of these legendary Eldrazi creatures by the end. Thankfully, they are uncommon, so there's not going to... You know, all of these Eldrazi, you know, we've been talking about, and we haven't pointed out that they are all mythic at this point. I mean, yeah, it's right. to be determined how mythic, I guess, you know, how everyone... There's always rares that everyone well, seems to Well, one of them is going to be a pre-release card, so it's not really going to matter. Yeah, that doesn't... Yeah, mythic pre-release card. Here you go, everybody. <laughs> Have fun <laughs> with this. You can use it to cut people. <laughs> one of the things that I was wondering while we've been talking about Aldrazi the past few weeks has been how they're going to make it easier to cast, because I knew our standard... You know, conventional ways of getting creatures out weren't going to apply to these 15-15, or at least 15-cost colorless creatures. So one of the one of the ways they did was the Eye of Ugin, which makes color or, or is it colorless spells cost two less mm-hmm. or just Eldrazi? Well, I believe it's colorless Eldrazi spells. Okay, and that was a rare legendary land, but now they've they've released an uncommon land or no, is it is it a common? Anyways, it's a common land called Eldrazi Temple that comes into play, tap to add one colorless mana pool, or tap to add two colorless mana pool to your mana pool that you can spend on Eldrazi spells. So it's not legendary. You could easily have four of these in an Eldrazi deck, and it's going to make everything way easier to cost. Wow. Yes. Add Eye of Ugin's. Um, then you got your spawn creatures. You can actually play Ulamog on turn 5 with that. Because you could be able to play that Skittering Invasion ahead of time. Yeah. I mean, assuming you've got the Eldrazi Temple and the Eye of Ugin out. Mm-hmm. Wow. That makes it cost 5. Yeah, you're right. That would That's make me silly. really sad. <laughs> then turn, yeah. turn 6. Here we go. I mean, yeah, turn five, you could eat. I mean, or turn seven, Emrakul. Or is it, yeah, you'd right. need seven on that because you're going to be ramping up. Unless you can get something else. I'm, I'm considering your, I'm assuming that you're playing lands each turn. Yeah, and yeah. the Eldrazi Temple still taps for a colorless. And so you could, you could, like, use it for, like, rampant growth mana or anything, you know? Yeah. You can get more lands with it. It's kind of silly. Oh, that's just disgusting. I, it just hit me how fast you can pull out these Eldrazi's. With We're this. all like, ah, oh, you don't have to worry about it till like turn twenty. <laughs> you don't have to right. worry about it till at least turn five. <laughs> <laughs> you should be fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, with John, it should be fine. You should be safe. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> everybody, just run, John. You'll be fine. And monkey cage. <laughs> and monkey cage. <laughs> and monkey cage. Wipe that smile right off their face when they play their fifteen, fifteen. When you have a herd of monkeys. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next card. The tribal sorcery Eldrazi called All is Dust. Is that the one you're referring to? That's the one. So. Oh, my goodness. Well, that. Let's just read the, the uh, ability of the card. Each player sacrifices all colored permanents he or she controls. That boo. Boo, <laughs> boo Granted, is right. The so. caster has to sack their stuff, too. I mean, they're, it That's does assuming that they're stuff. playing anything other than 
<laughs> Eldrazi. Yeah, well, you're seeing these colored, colorless decks in my head going, oh, look at all those creatures and stuff you have out there. That's cute. Oh, <laughs> man. Were you going to attack me with those? Because I was going to play this. Oh. <laughs> it's a sorcery. Yeah, sorcery does only cost seven, though. I mean, that's still pretty fairly reasonable. Well, seven colorless, as we the board. discussed, means very little when we're dealing with the... Eldrazi. Exactly. It's like, oh, it costs seven? Yeah, I'll play that turn three. Yeah, kind of silly. Well, and there was a couple other little cards that they'd thrown out on top. I mean, well, actually, jumping back real quick, I want to say that if you haven't seen the artwork for All is Dust, you really should look at it. I, to, for me, that Very looks pretty. really... That just looks epic. It is beautiful. I mean... It's definitely awesome. Oh, just the image there is just beautiful. It's a very beautiful card. The the light, it's got like a storm cloud going on behind. Uh, I believe it's an unnamed Eldrazi as of yet. Um, or yeah. some. I I'm assuming that's an Eldrazi. It it looks like it in the image. Maybe it won't be a card as far you know. They're just you know they just draw. Oh, this is an Eldrazi kind of thing. But, but maybe there's more. I think there were only supposed to be three though. Okay. So it's either. I think it's Kozilek it's supposed to be. But you know how like not everyone draws the people the same oh, way. Yeah. I mean, okay. Look at Onslaught when people are drawing Phage 20,000 different ways. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I just, in my mind, I have Kozilek as that sort of colossal, statuesque sort of, mm-hmm. you know, look. But I actually, I think I could go, go for that image over it. But uh, aside from that, there are, um, I found two, actually, a black and a red. These are actually colored spells that kind of lead toward the uh, lead toward pulling out the Eldrazi, which I thought was an interesting little twist. So in case you do feel like splashing a color into your Eldrazi smash face, make your friends sad deck, you can. In red, there was, as a common, Emrakul's Hatcher, which was four and a red. And when he enters the battlefield, put three zero one colorless Eldrazi spawns with the same ability, sacrifice this creature, add one colorless to your mana pool. Which, yeah, he does cost five. He's a four and a colorless. And he's, but he's a 3-3, three, three, vanilla 3-3. Three, three, doesn't really do that much. But again, he's just throwing stuff, you know, fodder out there to use for more Eldrazi spells. And then the Pawn of Ulamog, the black card that I found was whenever uh, Pawn of Ulamog or another non-token creature you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you can put a 0-1 Eldrazi spawn creature into play as zero. Sack it, add one to your mana pool. He's... Two black and a colorless, which is not too bad for a two-two. I mean, he is—I think he's pretty decent. I mean, he's not too overcosted as it is. I think the Emrakul's Hatcher would be a little harder. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the nice thing is that about the Pawn of Ulamog that I had thought about was it's not add one colorless to your mana pool. It's get a zero-one token so that you can use it later. I mean, it stores it up. Yeah, which is nice because you know if you're playing black deck, you're probably going to be throwing some things at them. You know, you could run some sacking. I mean, you could mm-hmm. speed it up with any form of vampiric slaughtering. I mean, he is a vampire shaman, so chances are, if you're running vampires, you've got ways to kill things. It seems like what they're doing is almost making it impossible for you not to have at least some Eldrazi in your deck. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I guess if you consider the fact that the pre-release has got the Emrakul coming out and everybody. Because the the others are mythic, so I don't know. Maybe they're going to be hard to get. Well, we've seen at least, I mean, I've noticed at least one uncommon Eldrazi creature that was still, you know, beefy and mm-hmm. not that expensive and okay. stuff. So 
I think there's going to be plenty of Eldrazi going around. Mm-hmm. And it kind of seems like... Like, some people might have been like, well, that's great, but I'll find a way to take them down. I'll I'll just keep playing my, you know, Juns or whatever. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like they really want that to happen. Yeah. They want Eldrazi to be a main component of this set, which obviously it is. I think that the Eldrazi had a nice little flavor to it, because uh, as we were saying before the show started, Brad, you were talking about how... Uh, you were saying that this is really going to be a slowdown compared to the uh, previous sets, as far as yeah. the uh, mechanics are concerned, with leveling up. You know, that, that's not exactly a speedy mechanic. You know, speedy yeah. Speedington. All right. So the next big news we've encountered in Aldrazi is is fairly significant. Uh, we've got a new planeswalker in the midst. Nick, would you like to introduce us to? Well. We've seen him before, but this is a new flavor of him. And welcome to the most expensive card from Shards Valara. That was Sarkin Vol. Well, we have a new iteration of him here in uh, Rise of the Eldrazi as a black-red, the other aspect of Jund. And he's a really interesting card in terms of the fact that he has absolutely no plus abilities. Yeah, he completely changes Planeswalkers. Yeah. Yeah. It's turned him from a card that, you know, is utility, you know, you kind of can use him as something to kind of keep somebody off you for a few turns. I mean, this guy is either you... He's expendable. Like, there's no... You're not going to keep his power up and, like, use an ultimate. He's essentially use him up until he's gone. So he's he, let's talk about his cost first. Three colorist, a uh, black, and a red. I don't know. Did I say his name? I'm sorry. Sarkin the Mad is this particular incarnation of this planeswalker. Red, black, and that seems pretty fitting. He starts out with actually pretty positive amount of uh, loyalty counters, seven for the price of five. But as we said, no plus ability on him. Instead, his, you see his first ability is actually zero, kind of like Jace the Mind Sculptor was. And for zero, you can reveal the top card of your library and put it in your hand. Sarkin the Mad deals damage to himself equal to that card's converted mana cost. So you have a little um, Bob action there, a uh, little uh, Dark Confidant kind of thing going on where if you draw land, it's not going to hurt anybody and just draw you a free card. But if it's anything else, it's going to you know take away some loyalty counters. His minus two ability is kind of interesting, versatile card, perhaps even against the Eldrazi. For a minus two, target creature's controller sacrifices it, then that player puts a 5-5 five, five red dragon creature token with flying onto the battlefield. So this is something that you kind of get versatile with. If they have a really crazy threat on the board, you can make them sacrifice it, and get, they get a dragon instead. Or you can take one of your smaller or less significant, more expendable creatures and turn that into a dragon, which I think either one is kind of cool. And then his ultimate, in quotes, air quotes, uh, for minus four, is that each dragon creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target player. So kill one of your creatures to get a dragon, use Sarkin to hit the opponent for five damage, and then draw as many cards as you can, hopefully lands, until he kills himself with the damage. And that's essentially Sarkin in a nutshell. I think or it's you pretty can just cool. keep pulling out dragons if you want. I mean, you could pull up three yeah, dragons. Three if dragons. You don't want the and thing. Draw you know, if you've got some other thing in your hand to throw, you know, evasion or something or something to splash damage at somebody. Yeah. I mean, just and five, fives are pretty powerful anyway, especially with flying. I mean, they're dragons. What are they going <laughs> to do? What are they going to do? Yeah. And maybe we'll see some more ways to create dragons. We have the uh, Dragon Master. What's, oh, what's yeah, you pulled name? that card when we were drafting, didn't you? Dragon Master Outcast? Yeah. yeah. That was nice. 
So he pretty easily puts 5-5 five, five dragons into play. Of course, the old Sarkinval puts dragons into play. Are there any others, Nick? Uh, dragons, dragons into play? <laughs> yeah. Dragonstorm. Um, what's the one? There's some one from like Mirage. Like find a dragon, put it into play, and exile it at the end of turn or something oh. like that. Well, oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, see, I'm thinking they have to be 5-5 five, five red dragons no. like from standard, but Just, if you go into legacy, any dragon, wow. Yeah, he could be fun. He could make. He would actually make a dragon deck really fun. As yeah. if they weren't yeah. fun enough. And he's pretty pretty positive, you know, not positively, but he's pretty aggressively costed it. I mean, five's not terrible, especially with yeah. dragons. I mean, you're you're gonna you know pay a lot more for a dragon anyway. So, I think they're being wow. really reasonable with the fact that you can actually activate all of his abilities, assuming he doesn't get any aggression. I mean, of course he will. So you're probably gonna want some sort of, you know, of damage him. shield up against him. Yeah, you know, because I, I can guarantee you, whoever you're playing against is not going to sit there and go, "Oh, that's nice." <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. That's new planeswalker to be excited about. And I think there's still one left to be showing up in this set, so who knows who that could be? Yeah. Sweet. So we got some more things to look forward to in the coming weeks. All right. For our combo of the week, we've got we're going back to World Wake back to and you. talking about <laughs> back to yeah, yeah we're going back, back, to... back to the current <laughs> set. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's one of the trappings of talking about future sets, of course. Yeah, it does feel like we're moving back, though. I, I hear you. Yeah, so going back to the current <laughs> set, a uh, card that I thought was pretty cool the first time I saw it. Josh, you were really the one who sort of thought of how versatile it could be. Do you, if you want to talk about it? It's the Ruin Ghost, actually. It's a colorless and a white, and he's a 1-1, one, one, but he's got the ability for one white and tap, Exile target land you control, then return it to the battlefield under your control. Which is a pretty decent card if you're dealing with anything that has landfall ability, you know. Just that in and of itself is really handy. Uh, You know, you can kick up landfall. But on top of that, all of the little, uh, their common lands that were released, there was one for each color. The white has the Sajiri Step, the black has the Bajuka Bog, Halmar Dabs, Kalni Garden, and Smoldering Spires, all those common lands all have pretty decent coming into play abilities. And you can use the Ruin Ghost just to continually trigger these coming into play abilities. I mean, it's not going to be something that takes out the game and destroys your opponent, but depending on what they're playing with, if they're giving you some problems, whatever, you can tap and have a color, you know, tap and have a zero one green plant token creature if someone keeps sending something at you that doesn't have trample i mean you just have an infinite blocker basically lock down their guy when you're dealing if you're playing red if you're playing some red white you can do the smoldering spires and say when it comes into play target creature can't block this turn someone's got a big defender wall the uh was it us is it snapping turtle calcite snapper Snapper. thank you has Shroud, though. Oh, yeah, just kidding. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Snapper sits, stands alone. Never mind, you can't block that. But <laughs> if you're playing in the new set, there's the new Valakit Firebore that mm-hmm. has the 1-7. If someone's sitting with one of those against you, you can just pop down your Smoldering Spires and they can no longer block with them. And they'll either, either have to block with something that costs them a little bit or just take the damage. So just a fun little combo that you could consider when you're looking at that Ruin Ghost and wondering what to do with him besides just triggering landfall, throw in some of these little special lands and have some fun with it. Sweet. And we were also talking a little more, if you go back to Legacy, uh, you could use it 
Again, not a huge deal, but you could use it to replenish counters on lands like Gemstone Mine or the Vivid Lands. Exile them, bring them back to play. They come back with all their counters again. You can use them some more. So Ruin Ghost, not crazy awesome, but he's got a lot of lot of uses. Yeah. Just to pay one white to activate Landfall is, depending on what you're playing with, could be worth it. No? Definitely. It's just adding a little bit more flavor to whatever you're doing. And uh, we're going to leave you with a tip of the week similar to our last one, except this time we're going to talk about a different format. Which one are we talking about this week? Well, this week, it's, it's very similar to what we talked about last week. If those of you who were listening last week, we talked about the popper format and how it's a really fun way to kind of spice things up, add a little bit of a new flavor to your game. And we figured that it would be worth mentioning that there is also something called peasant format. For those of us who just can't quite handle going completely all commons, what there is is peasant format. Simply play popper format and have the restriction of letting five uncommons into the game. So uncommons can add a little bit of flavor to it. You can do some fun stuff with them. and It's just a little fun little thing to do. There's no real set rule that has to be five. I mean, these are just general guidelines for formats. But, you know, we were just trying to think of ways to spice up your game and have fun with your friends. Well, cool. That's all we got for you guys this week. So tune in to our next episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to look us up at www.casualplaneswalker.com or search for The Casual Planeswalker on Facebook to keep in touch and stay up to date with all the latest news we're bringing to you.